Good morning and welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood. Mike Tom is away today. Kids will soon be headed back to school and for many families, this represents one of the year's largest one-time expenses for the kids. That includes buying new school supplies, backpacks, lunchboxes, shoes, clothing and electronics and that all can quickly become very expensive. Today's guest is Sandra Fry. She's a credit counselor with the Credit Counseling Society and today on Connections, she'll help us learn how we can maximize our school budget. Children will soon return to the classroom, and that can come with quite the cost. Today's guest is Sandra Fry. She's a credit counselor with the Credit Counseling Society. Today, she'll help us figure out the best way to prevent ourselves from overspending when it comes to -to back-to-school expenses. But first, Sandra, for those who don't know, what is the Credit Counseling Society? So we're a not-for-profit credit counseling. Basically, we do money management. We teach and educate people how to better manage their spending, Uh, we can help them uh, rebuild their credit, and we can also work with them to uh, reduce the debt that they have as well. Um, How did you get into the Credit Counseling Society? What was it that led you into this career? I have a long-standing background in financial services, so I had seen uh, clients from a a lender's perspective uh, struggling with debt, you know, they'd be consolidating, 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 and and really, I mean, the the banks are there to help the clients in their capacity, right? And so lending, but they're not addressing the underlying cause of why are people accumulating the debt again and again. And so it really comes back to you know being aware of where your money's going, and you know better using those dollars to to balance the budget and not use credit to. Balances. What have been some of the best parts of your career so far uh, with the Credit Counseling Society? It really goes down to um, our motto. So, and, and I, every day we try and live that. And it's uh, we help, we educate, and we give hope. And so people come in uh, and they're often stressed coming to see us and they're embarrassed and, you know, they're at the end of their rope. And just to give them hope that it will be okay and that we're here to walk them through that process is amazingly rewarding for me, as well as just to see the looks on their faces. How can we maximize our budget? Well, we have to start with a budget. <laughs> so, so the ideal thing is to, you know, sit down and make a list, right? We all know that this is the time of year where kids want all the new stuff, so we have to start with what do we really need? And then, of course, inventory, what we already have. Because a lot of times, stuff can carry forward from one year to the next, right? Kids don't necessarily need brand new pencil crayons every year, and their binder and their backpack may, you know, still be usable for the following year. So have a look at those things and see what you can use coming into the, the new school year. And then, of course, you want to have a look at their wardrobe. You know, what have they outgrown over the summer? What do we need to replace? They don't always need, you know, a brand new wardrobe every September, and it's, it's really good to get the kids involved in this, too, because this is a good learning opportunity for them. You know, that whole lesson of needs versus wants, it's good for them to understand, you know, that there's limitations. Mom and Dad only have so much money, and, you know, let's, let's maximize our dollars. Where should we start that budget, and how do we start that budget? Well, it, I would start with what do they need, right? What are, what are the essential things to get through the school year? I know uh, recent polls state the average family spends about $507 at, at uh, back-to-school time. But it doesn't necessarily have to be that much, okay? So 
the budget should be based on, you know, what's reasonable. You know, are they going to need a brand new pair of runners and, a, and, you know, some new clothes or, you know, is it just one new outfit we want to make sure they have going to the school year? It's really going to depend on what they need is what I would base the budget on. So really there's no number to start at. It's different for every family? Having, having raised three children, and my youngest is 16, I would say there is no specific number. You know, it's really going to depend on the child, right? And, you know, have they, have they grown six inches in the last three months, <laughs> right? Or does everything from last year still fit? And then a lot of the schools, uh, they do, you just write a check for their school supplies. You don't have to worry about that too much, you know, but $50 can be enough. I've, I've had some clients tell me that they have to spend $200. On, on their kids' school supplies. I can't substantiate those numbers, but I do know that it varies. And are we also taking into consideration lunches and breakfast with this? Well, I'm pretty sure we feed our kids all summer, right? So <laughs> it's going to really depend on what's going into those school-based lunches, right? And is it more costly than what they're eating when they're not in school? Uh, and that's also going to come down to some uh, creative budgeting, you know, can, do you spend some time on the weekend with the kids making some, you know, lunchtime snacks, you know, prepared versus um, when you're buying it processed and already ready to go and packaged, you're going to pay more than if you, you know, make that pan of Rice Krispies on the weekend with your kids. And you were also saying it's important to get children involved in the budget planning so that they can see the difference between wants and needs. Why is it so important to, to get children involved in such a young age? Well, uh, I mean, it's, it's going to give them some choices, right? They may think that, you know, the latest, you know, Disney shirt or, you know, Marvel, whatever, is, is going to be the thing that they want. But if you actually show them that, okay, so we can have, you know, one brand name shirt or item uh, for this price, but we can get two, you know, generic for the same price. So that's, that's going to show them the value of their dollars, right? And it's also going to, you know, teaching them limitations at a young age is a really good thing. So it, it helps fight against some of the societal entitlement that uh, they can sometimes get infected with. And do you find if we start younger and we teach them at a younger age that less people will be in a situation where they don't have what they need? Yes. Yeah, budgeting can start at a young age. So, and they will carry that forward into adulthood, hopefully, <laughs> and make good decisions with it. So, Sandra, do you see an uptick in the amount of people using your services around this time of year? Yeah, back to school uh, can be something that's, that's a tipping point. You know, families that are normally, you know, just making ends meet, um, having those extra costs associated with this transition to school uh, can can tip the budget over the edge, meaning they go from, you know, managing their expenses to now, they're struggling. And what has the Credit Counseling Society been able to do for these clients? Well, sometimes it comes down to, uh, you know, just really making them aware of the process of, of building a budget. I mean, we're, we're, you know, taking those expenses and then we're putting them into the budget. So making them aware of what life costs. So, I mean, all the little things can add up. So if you're, you know, if you're buying yourself a, a lunch or coffee, you know, often, those little expenses, even $2 a day, can add up to be, you know, $40, $40, $60 a month, right? Putting them back in touch with where their money's going is going to be a real eye-opener. One of the ideas that you've shared with us is to buy things secondhand because that can be a lot cheaper. This is true, and it can take a little bit of work and a little bit of creativity to do that. 
Um, I mean, for example, if you know you've you've got a child that's outgrown everything, there's lots of great online sites where parents are selling an entire size. You know, uh, you know, size eight girls' clothing. And you can just buy the whole wardrobe for a fraction of the cost for what it would cost if you bought it in the store. You can also, you know, shop online. Like, do the research. You know, if there's a specific item that your child needs for school, whether it's some tech or you know they want that zipper binder that they can carry with everything in it or or a backpack you know look online look for the sales uh and also you know even wait for the week after school starts when the sales start and they're clearing those things out because i guess you wouldn't need all of those supplies right on the first day no it's i know they everybody wants to go to school with a full backpack but it's not that you necessarily need them when all is said at the end of the day there are ways to work that budget so that things will work out and you will be able to get your child through school without putting yourself into debt well i hope they won't get themselves into debt but now is a really good time you know as they realize if they're impacting their budget start saving for next year you know even twenty dollars a paycheck is going to give you five hundred and twenty dollars next year so you won't have to worry about where's the money going to come from. Is that is that what you would typically say then? I know we've got two weeks until school. Is that enough time if someone doesn't have the money now to be able to save enough to purchase what they need before the school year starts? If they don't have enough money to do that and they, they're forced to, you know, cut back in other ways, then really look at, especially in the months of September and October, right, this is going to cause a deficit. So look at some of the things that you can cut back on. You know, do we as a family have to not eat out and not go to movies and, you know, cut back on some of those, you know, niceties so that we don't carry that into the future. And then, of course, going forward, it's always a good idea to plan for those things. For those who are still struggling after hearing all of the tips today, how can they go about getting some help? They are welcome to uh, check out, we have an educational website that has, you know, DIY tools and things like that if they want to you know, try and work on their own budget, and it's got guidelines and things like that. It's some great tools. Uh, it's called mymoneycoach.ca. They can go there and try out things on their own. And if they want a step further than that, they want us to help them, they can book an appointment. It would be a free consultation with a credit counselor. And during our first appointment, we help them make a budget. Think ahead for next year, like Sandra said, and maybe save a paycheck for next year's supplies. Thanks so much for joining us today. We'll talk to you again on Connections.